Women, you are the queens of our nation, the mother of our home, the pride of our children, a light always left on. You are refined in your ways, a woman of substance, substantially phased by her everyday conscience. A conscience to live in a way that uplifts not just her home, but the home of her brethren, styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, faith. Bring your ears closer now and your mind will explode and be inspired by the words of Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode with me, Roshan Isaacs. Ensuring your week is off to a good start, today we talk about building a business, fashion and beauty with Zahida Akadine of Modestly Captured. Zahida Akadine is a qualified beauty fashion specialist, business executive, designer, beauty therapist, blogger, professional makeup artist and style advisor at Modestly Captured. She also has a BA in business psychology. Assalamu alaikum, Zaida, and welcome to Cover Mode. Wa alaikum salam, Rishan. Shukran for having me here. Um, and it's really an honor to be here and just to meet you as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Afwan. Um, Zaida, when did you create Modestly Captured? Um, basically, Modestly Captured was created, I'd say, in mid-2014. Um, That's when I like really initially started uh, with the idea of I wanted to go into fashion. I wanted to sell clothing to women, but more modest clothing. Um, at that moment in time, I'll be honest, the business wasn't really where it is now. Um, but with any business, when you start, you always start small and then eventually you do grow. So the business has then developed from 2014 into 2015 um, and now heading into 2016. I must say I have also came across with a lot of challenges um, from the beginning till now. Um, and I've learned a lot with my path um, through fashion, through style, and through also meeting a lot of different clients and specializing in modest um, Islamic wear as well. Mashallah. And in setting up a business, what would you say are the key factors to consider? Because you say it didn't initially start out well. Yes. So what would you say are the, the key factors to consider? Um, basically, when you do start a business, I'd say is um, you need to make sure that you are passionate about your business because without passion, um, normally you you won't really go anywhere. So for me, I was very passionate at the beginning. I was excited. I wanted to do this. I didn't think really of the money then. Um, it was more like, you know, I feel this is what I want to do. I got my husband's support. Um, I didn't have a name yet also <laughs> at the beginning. Um, and then I was jotting down different names and I thought like which names inspire me. I then came across Modestly Captured and the name just really fitted with me and my whole personality and what I wanted to do. My slogan I then added was express your inner modesty, um, which then basically means that a woman herself could express herself but not in a very wide or outgoing way but more modestly but she can still look beautiful and captured within as well so the name then came about that the whole fundamental aim of the name was also um, to make women feel good about themselves but not only feeling good but also looking good um, and that was also my main motivation um, and how the name Modestly Captured also came about We'll pick up after the break we are chatting to Zaida Akadine of Modestly Captured in our business Sec section 
section and um, we'll talk more about um, the business of fashion. The voice of the case. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul and faith. This is Cover Mode. Modestly Captured expresses your inner modesty, making women feel and look good. Zahida Akadine shares her business startup advice with us here on Cover Mode. Um, if you'd like to call in or share your tips on how you started up or your struggles and um, want some advice perhaps from um, Zahida, you may contact us on 021-442-3530 or SMS on 47913. That number again, 021 Two three five three zero, and SMS on four seven nine one three. Yes, it can be a daunting task to set up a, um, a a business from scratch, and like you said, passion is key. Do you have any other factors that you would consider as key? Um, yes, definitely. Like I also said, uh, passion, the reason why also a lot of people uh, lose faith in their passion. So they do sometimes, they are passionate, but then along the way they lose faith in passion. Either it's financial struggles or either somebody puts them down. But fundamentally or at the end of the day, you must remember that if you want to do something, it's not going to always be easy at the beginning. you got to put that effort in. It's going to take hard work. But Trust me, um, the rewards and the benefits will come after. Um, You also need to make sure that you have a proper goal because goal setting is very important. You need to take time to form a vision um, and then define your goal. So know what you want um, for your business. So the goals for your business are very important um, and that will also definitely motivate you to go forward. Um, Also, one of the key factors I would say is equip yourself with skills to achieve your goals. So whether it's your education, educating yourself about business, doing a small course, getting some financial knowledge from someone that maybe does accounting or some business plan to help you set up. Because it's it's not just going into a business and then at the end of the day, you, you know, you don't know how to use your finances. You don't know how to manage your profits that you make. Because I've seen a lot of people... um, with my experience in the marketing and doing the markets, I've seen people, they're in the business, but then do they grow? They need to ask the question, am I growing? Is there growth in my business? So you also need to also look at um, the growth of your business. You also need to know um, if you have enough confidence in your business to make it grow. And then also look, like I said, educating yourself um, on the financial side. Um, like, I guess yeah. everyone would define growth differently, definitely. depending on what their business is, if I'm correct. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, also know your brand and your product. Everyone does a business and they have different products. Um, like with me, I focus more on like women's clothing, fashion, modest wear. Um, I also do jewelry, so my jewelry is really like custom made. I do also African jewelry, plus I do like fashion jewelry. Um, And then I also give my clients a bit more, so I give them style tips, I give them scarf styling. Um, with us, customers want more out of the mm-hmm. business. So, it's so how do you selling. manage all of that in terms of, you know, you, you don't have one specific um, service or yeah. offering. Um, how do you then manage the number of offerings you have under this one 
banner? Um, basically, I do a lot of events. So, say from last year, 2015, the beginning, I've been like full-time in events. Before that, I was working and running Modestly Captured. So, it was quite challenging because I had to juggle myself between work the kids, because I am a mother of three kids, <laughs> um, and then also putting time into the business. And your business needs time, mm-hmm. your time, so you need to really have a good balance. Um, but when I started last, like last year, um, I had more focus on the business. I could p- put more time. I also had support from my husband. I must really support say, support is also yeah. another key factor, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so he also helps me a lot, even though he's sometimes tired. I also have my mother that gives me good advice because she also back in the days used to do like scarf styling. She used to make mm-hmm. these, um, you know, those unakapis yes, they call yes. it. Yeah. She used to do that. So she gives me a lot of tips in terms of what I could actually give a over to my customers and what I've noticed is like if you really want to have a good business um, listen to your customers you need their feedback so from what I'm hearing then as well is that you can't only sit at home and hope that your business is going to grow you have to get out there you have to network you have to create an event where you invite people to hear what you have to offer whether it's a product or a service um, so that people know one you're an expert in that particular field or you know what you're talking about or yes I want to buy from you or I want to work with you in some way. Yes, that's correct. Basically, also, um, it's also about um, affordability as well, I've mm-hmm. noticed. Um, a lot of people with now the economy changing and, you know, a lot of people are not on that same financial level as before. You also need to throw specials. You also need to market your product mm-hmm. well. If you market um, something that's when someone's going to come. They're going to ask you, what's the price? What are you busy with? When can I come purchase? So ah, if you're going to so it's sit, not only... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to no, uh, put it all in into yes. one sort of uh, concept or frame. Uh, so if you're, if you're selling a product, it's not only selling, yeah, here's a glass of yes. water, I'm selling this. It's selling what your business thinks of this water because it's, it's them taking this glass of water and relating it to it um, in your business and not, I mean, 100 people could be selling the same thing, Definitely. could be doing scarves, there's so many people doing scarves, Definitely. but what is unique? Yes. So basically coming back to that point that you just mentioned, it's the service you provide to your customer. And when you provide a good service to your customer, um, I promise you, you will get that person coming back to you. I get so much good feedback from customers where they say, oh, I love your personality or I like how you treated me, um, you know, and then they want to actually be, be at your business. They want to support you because you're taking time to actually um, take note of your customer, give them extra advice. It's not just taking that dress or taking their scarf or that neck piece and bye-bye, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's, I've seen a lot of people do that. And sometimes I share my experiences because you want to empower the next woman out there that's starting into either fashion or clothing or whatever they're doing, whatever business, that it's not just selling something. Customer service yeah. and customer that, relations. That goes a long way. So if um, I sum yeah. that up, your key factors would definitely be right at the top is have a passion for your business for yes. whatever it is that you want to do, um, to goal setting and define mm. your goal, mm. and three, equip yourself with skills to achieve that goal, yes. and then four, market your product well, yes. and um, five, customer service and, and or customer relations. Yes, definitely. We, we, like I mentioned, marketing very key as well.
And Zayda, entrepreneurs, also seen as schizopreneurs, <laughs> you should do everything on their own. Was this the case for you? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Trust me, I do everything on my own. I think my phone, I'll say, is my little PC because <laughs> if my phone must conk in, then everything that I worked hard for conks in. But I have now formulated a backup system where I put my things on a flash drive and you know, um, but literally I do everything from the marketing to the sales. I I also check what events is out there. I get in contact with people. Um, I also sometimes have to contact machinists to make things for me. Um, I do fabric selection as well. I do jewelry selection. Um, sometimes I don't always have the time to make all the jewelry myself. Okay. Um, so basically, I then also do fashion pieces that I get in, mm-hmm. um, but mostly like your Moroccan, your Egyptian style, because that's my main, main focus. So for me, it's more about choosing that unique piece um, so that my client can really express the inner modesty. Stunning. Yeah. And then um, give us some, some, just to close off this section, business tips in building a business. Building a business. Okay. Um, basically, um, I'd also say, like, like I did mention before, structure and planning your business, very important. Um, also, the advertising of your business would also be a very good thing. So example, if I can give is make sure you always have a business card or a fly or something, because sometimes I went to certain uh, people and then I asked them, do you have a business card, a fly or something? No, we don't. You know, oh. so I mean, now how do you contact that person? You need to equip yourself if you want to go into the business industry. Sometimes financially, I know it's difficult, but even if you can like make small cards on your PC or something at the beginning before you get the professional ones made, a business card, trust me, goes a long way. When I started getting my business cards and my ban and that, I saw increase in my business. So advertising, marketing, business cards, that's very a good thing. Um, uh, also plan and prepare your, your business. Um, that also helps. And also look at profit and expenditure of the business because that will also help you to see if your business is really growing. So don't just make sales and don't worry about anything else. Check if you're really profiting from the business and try to save as well because a lot of us don't save what they get out of the business and if you are mm. starting a business um would you be expected to make profit immediately um with me uh, i made profit but small profit at the beginning um i'd say now the profit has increased um and i mean like with rizzi comes from allah mm-hmm. we put our trust in allah but at the end of the day you also need to put that effort in if you really want uh, to see profit um i also throw specials and bargains which also helps because that attracts the client to your shop and then at the same time they will choose another garment and then just on the on the business card you know yeah. a lot of people when you give them a business card or they ask about your business and you're selling it to them um they want to see what is it that you sell? And if you don't have it physically, they usually um, ask you, uh, what's your website address? Yes. It sort of goes hand in hand with having a business for some reason. It's um, you have a business, you must be online somewhere. Yes. You know, where do we see you? And if you're not online, they almost don't consider you legit yes. <laughs> uh, immediately because yes. there's no there's no way of seeing, oh, is this person, you know, a, a just trying to to pull something over yes. yeah i definitely agree with you um with myself personally if i speak of of my experiences 
um, I created a business page that was first linked to my Facebook name because I had all my contacts and my followers on there. I then further branched off like to your social media, your Instagram. I then opened a blog which I could also then help empower my clients with just general things like beauty education, um, inspiring them on fashion tips or styles or anything that I'm doing, we am going to be at as well. So if you really want people to come out and support you, you need to have some form of a marketing or and page any social or media. I guess it doesn't yes. only have to be a website. It can yes, be anything. It can be anything. Yes. Zahida, what really assisted me in management was a book called Islam and Management by Nakir Jabnun. Um, on our hot pursuit of organizational improvement, modern managers have been searching for effective management theories and practices in both the East and the West. Um, the interest of managers expanded beyond modern management schools to include ancient ones such as Sun Tzu, Art of War. Nevertheless, little attention is currently paid to the Islamic management approach that far outperformed more than its contemporaries and left indelible or permanent marks on the minds of innumerable researchers, leaders and managers that followed. This book, Management in Islam, will shed some light on the Islamic approach to management and delineate important lessons from the teachings of Islam and experiences of Muslims. So if you are a manager seeking to enhance the effectiveness of your organization, then you should read this book. This book's particularly important for Muslim managers managers or business owners who will find it to be coherent to their cultural values. Um, topics covered in the book include culture, planning, uh, organizing, leading, motivating, controlling, competition, conflict management, um, human resource management, which are all things that you're going to need when you start building a business and start getting people involved because we mm. often forget about contracts, agreements mm. and um, you know, honest business at the end yes. of the day. But moving on to mm -hmm. fashion, because mm -hmm. we're done with business now, Modesty Captured also has a collection of clothing. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is in your current co collection? Basically, we now are moving into the colder <laughs> seasonally. <laughs> you can feel the weather's changing. So my focus is really now more on winter. I have brought out um, waterfall coats. And then I sold all of them. And now I have then restocked some more. I've got such a great response already. So that is my main focus, like coats, warm jackets, jerseys, cardigans, warm oversized tees. Um, and then not forgetting jewelry as well, because, I mean, with any coat, you can wear a piece. <laughs> don't forget that. Um, yeah. And how often do you make a new range? Um, I don't normally do it monthly, um, but I also watch like trends and I follow trends. So I see what my customers like. Um, and then I'd always change here and there as I go along. And then I'll also look into seasons. Mm -hmm. So if it's like spring or winter, or summer, the focus will be on, you know, different fabrics, lighter fabrics within summer and that. And then more thicker, warmer things in winter. And yeah. then do you make a select amount? And once it's sold out, it's sold unless there's yeah. by popular demand and you, you make a, a batch again. Um, normally, it's a select amount uh, because I sometimes want my customers to be exclusive. Great. Um, and then I normally change it. So a lot of people like the things I have because it's always changing because people do get bored of mm -hmm. a certain thing. Um, and then, yeah, with the jewelry as well, it's always changing. Um, I'm now focusing more on like your brights. 
like your brights, um, and then your now with winter the jackets it's more your tan and your beige and your greys. Yeah, so the colors also like work in terms of season. And I find with, with, with small businesses that haven't gone into retail, that customers enjoy the satisfaction of having a once-off or, you know, I'm one of 10 people that have this outfit or garment. Um, yes. That exclusivity. Yes. Yes, people, a lot of people like it um, because they can actually feel like, you know, captured in that outfit, they also feel like unique in a sense. Um, and then they don't also see too many people wearing the same thing. Right. You know, like yes. you're walking down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you sell? Um, I mostly do events. Um, and then I also sell from home. So I've got a little kind of a boutique set up. Um, so the, the home base is more from my clients and my followers that I get on social media from my website um, and from Instagram. And then they would then come and purchase. So people would normally WhatsApp me um, or contact me on my phone and then say, I want this jacket or I want that T-shirt. Um, and then I'll say, OK, I have it available. Um, and then they'll collect it. But events I do a lot. And at events, I also do my marketing. So it then goes. Events. There yeah, we go again. Yeah. Back to business. <laughs> So the marketing and events go hand in hand because at the same time I meet new clients. So then it's new people adding to the list. And uh, where do they, if they wanted to see your collection, where would they find you? Uh, They can just basically type in Modestly Captured on Facebook. Um, They will find it. They can also, they'll also find my blog um, on the list. Uh, The blog is just a guide to empower women on beauty, fashion tips, um, what I'm doing, any advice style guides or advice um, that I have personally or what I see. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram. So just and of course, captured. when they go to Modestly Captured, they'll find an array of services as well. So it's not they won't only see the garments that yeah. you have. Um, they'll also see the beauty yes. uh, part of, of Modestly Captured. Yeah, I also do jewelry. And then I've also incorporated now with my last event that I had, I did foot treatments. Um, so yeah, so I basically focus really on making women feel good. It's not just about selling clothes or doing jewelry. It's about really the outer look, the inner look, the everything, you know. Lovely. You mentioned jewelry a few times now that what effect can jewelry have in a garment? Um, jewelry definitely can have a very good effect, I think, because especially if you're wearing a plain outfit, you know, and you... Sometimes you just want it to brighten up the outfit. You know, a lot of people don't like florals or something. It's too, you know, too hectic. Then they'd wear like a nice piece and that piece would say it all, you know. Even if you're going like to a wedding or some function, you can just put a nice beautiful piece on and it will really make your outfit look very um, spectacular. Um, with regard to winter as well, when you're wearing your coat or your boots, you can like, you know, you can do soft colors like, you know, you get the brown beads now. There's this nice brown African beads. I'm also busy on that now. You can do nice nudes, you know, all the wintery colors. All the winter colors, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking really bold and heavy jewelry. Yeah. Well, we talk more about um, Modestly Captured's collection after the break. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode. In an article on Islamic clothing is an aspect of modesty, Mariam Hidayah says, in every individual, a unique expression of his or her style, personality and character are being reflected. Therefore... 
fashion is an appearance and a source of means to communicate. However, fashion is always unique and distinctive to one and all. An important aspect of religion that must be observed is the Islamic code of clothing for both men and women. The appearance is a symbol of what one has in his or her heart. To read more on this article, expect to see a link of, of it on CoverMode's Facebook page. I'll post one after the, um, after the show. Um, and that's uh, Islamic Clothing is an Aspect of Modesty by Mariam Hidayah. We have Zaida Akadin still with us here in studio, and we, we've, we've had our business chat. We've now moved on to our fashion chat, and we were speaking about the accessories, very bold, very nude colors as well, um, your wooden um, yeah. accessories as well. And then you hand make, you make your own jewelry as well? Um, some of the jewelry I do make, and then like the others that I can't um, is all like just fashion pieces, but it's more like your Egyptian style, mm-hmm. you know, that lovely. Really, that you can't, this can't get, you know, mm-hmm. that you don't always see everywhere. So I really select my jewelry. Yeah, I'll really, have to come and look yeah. at those then. Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> what is the hottest item right now? Um, for me, um, I've noticed that all my clients are really into the coats now. Mm-hmm. So for me, my coats are selling quite quickly. They're panicking because winter's yeah. coming. So and um, it's also like what type of coats you have. Yeah. You need to know your clients, especially here yeah, in South know. Africa. It's not you yeah. know below zero degrees. Yes, and what I've noticed with the modern um, Muslim or modest Muslim woman. Um, it's very important the length as well of the coat. So um, you know what length I'm looking for is the really long to the ankle length yes. coats, yes. which I found in Turkey and unfortunately had passed it by. <laughs> and um, now I'm wishing I actually had it. You don't find that anywhere, yeah. Yes, you don't really get long lengths, but um, I'm focusing. Hopefully, I'm working on the length. My length is not. Like till the ankle, mm-hmm. but I mean it's quite long the enough. Calf, yeah, the, yeah, it's quite long. Um, but hopefully later it will. I'll try and have longer ones made. But definitely length is very important for a lot of my Inshallah, clients. Let, as what's well. happening me when you when you have that one? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, style tips, I guess, for winter. Um, basically, style tips. I'd say uh, keep warm. Make sure that when you do choose. A specific item make sure that it's warm enough for you um, and it's also an individual thing like everyone has their own style and taste of colors right so when you're choosing like your brown or your nude or your gray make sure that it can also just not just go with one outfit it can go with a few outfits or that jacket can match with my boots or that jersey can match with quite a few outfits also make sure that the scarves you have you do um, choose a nice warmer scarf now going into winter you can do like mixed drapes so don't be scared of prints in winter and just stick to planes you can do like your urban or your tribal prints with a plain scarf and do a whole turban style um, but yeah just be adventurous and just enjoy yourself um, when you are actually dressing yourself I always say now, you said now style is very unique it's specific to the, the, the individual how do we know we are selecting the right piece for our look in terms of your jewelry um, with the jewelry, um, a lot of people, like my customers, I've noticed that they don't always know what they want. So they always ask advice. Um, and what I do is I would give them style advice. I'd tell them because of maybe your complexion, those colors go nicely with you. Or I'd ask them what are you wearing, what occasion it is. 
um, and then you can actually choose the most suitable neck piece for the most suitable occasion. Um, if you are wearing planes, um, you can go bold as well. You know, a lot of people don't like to go bold. I find people say, oh, no, I just like my navy blue and my black. <laughs> um, uh, and then I say, no, try the yellow neck piece or try this orange or this peach or and then when they try it and they have it on and you show them in the mirror. Complimenting. Yeah. And then I think that's what we women should do as well. We should empower each other. We should tell each other when you really look good. Um, because that will also make you see yourself in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and your wardrobe. Sometimes your wardrobe also needs changing. You know, you can't have all the clothes that you wore in 19, whatever. You need to change it. If you are wearing the same clothes, try and style it up. Um Try and just be fashionable and fun, have fun with it. Um, but don't be afraid of using colors well and prints in, in your scarf or in your jackets. I, I, that's why I like what Mariam Hadaya said, that um, fashion is always unique and distinctive to one and all. An important aspect of uh, the religion that must, one must observe, of course, is yes. that um, your, your, the appearance is a symbol of what is in one's heart. So, And that, again, shows that it's a unique um, you know, the way you style yourself is unique. Um, no one can say that's the way you wear it and that's it. We mm. all, we are very different. Heading on to our topic of beauty, Zaida, qualified beauty, fashion specialist, business executive, designer, beauty therapist, blogger, professional makeup artist and style advisor at Modestly Captured, tells us how she has modestly captured her latest clients. So how have you modestly captured your latest clients? By making them look good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically for me, it's all about my clients being happy. I capture them through speaking to them, interacting with them. It's not just about when they touch that garment, I want to sell it. Um, I've had so much valuable conversations with my client that sometimes led to us talking for hours and then she forgets the (laughs) garment and the packet there. Um, So basically for me, it's all about helping my client, helping them style up that garment that they buy, giving them advice that they can take home. So whether they're buying a piece from my rail or a scarf or a neck piece, telling them how to use it and wear it as well. Because a lot of people sometimes they need that advice. What would be the general request or concern? Uh, a lot of people would ask, oh, I don't know how to stick my duke, they oh. say. We do umpty duke to stick it, you know. <laughs> but then you like say, you know what, it's not so good. And sometimes I have to do actual live <laughs> sculpture, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do it because at the end of the day, they remember you. I guess they also look at yeah. their garment and, and they're like, okay, now how, how does this, you know, scarf yeah. goes and how, mm-hmm. how do I style the scarf so that the garment is, you know, still... Uh, a piece, a key that yeah. can be seen. Um, so yeah, so it's not always that Evie, or sometimes it has a high neck mm-hmm. and you're usually covering it right around and you don't know how do you, you know, um, it, it, it feels, especially if you're older, we yes. get hot flashes. Yes. <laughs> they complain about the hot flashes. Yeah, so it's very important. Just give your, your clients that extra customer service, that advice, making them feel good. Um, that's how I would modestly capture my clients, um, by really just being there for them. It really helps with my business um, and also making time uh, the going the extra mile, you know. Okay, so after the break, we're going to talk about a different kind of beauty, and that's more the skin, um, the the beauty of our skin and how we can take care of our skin. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. 
This is Cover Mode. Thanks for listening to us here on Cover Mode. Let's address the the topic of skin care and how it creates a, how to create a beautiful skin. How does where do where do where do we start? <laughs> um, basically, for me, skin care has always been a top priority. Um, from using the right products um, to also your cleansing routine is very important. Um, and also being a skincare beauty therapist, I've also dealt with many clients that I've given advice to in terms of proper skincare um, and how um, they should really focus on the cleansing, the moisturizing um, and treating their skin. So education is also very important. You do get various um, skin types. Um, and it's very important to focus on the various skin types because with the various skin types, you'd have various treatment products for um, your different skin types. So basically, you'd have like your dry dehydrated skin, you could have your oily skin, your combination skin, um, and then you also have like your sensitive or acneic skin. So a lot of people um, I've noticed in today's society, they also like using soap on the skin, which is a very bad product. Um, I'd always recommend using the right cleanser to stop with is always important and when you do clean try and clean um, daily and in the evening um, because your skin is basically like an organ it regenerates all the time um, and you need to also take care of your skin if you want your skin to look vibrant and bright and radiant um, so that's very important um, taking care of the skin and using the correct products um, for me yeah. and uh, if people come to you at modestly captured will you advise them in terms of what sorts of products they should use because especially with people with combination skins they've dry and oily there or people with oily skin and they're using products for dry skin you know they one can get confused when you're bombarded with, with all of these products on a on a shelf oh definitely yes um basically um when you have a skin that's more like combination sometimes it's like a t-zone skin so the top of the forehead would be maybe a little bit dry dehydrated with the t-zone area where the nasal section is would be maybe more oily where that's where the blackheads um, and your whiteheads normally form i mean the sides is maybe sometimes normal uh, people sometimes don't know how to handle the skin um, I'd always say still use a uh, alcohol-free um, cleanser um, and make sure that if your skin is dry or dehydrated, make sure that the cleanser is a cream cleanser compared to like a gel cleanser uh, because mostly your oilier skins would then do the gel cleanser. Um, but for me, definitely alcohol-free products normally works well because you don't get the burning sensation if your uh, skin does become sensitive. With winter coming up as well, our skin does become mm -hmm. very dry and dehydrated. Um, I speak personally of myself. Uh, my skin also does get dry. Uh, it's always good uh, to use like um, with me, with being in the spa, I use Dermalogica, which is your spa brands. Um, yeah, and you know, you get various organic brands. There's different brands as well that you get. Um, but m make sure that when you are sensitive as well to make uh, the choice in terms of choosing a product that's hypoallergenic, that's mm -hmm. fragrance-free. Right. Um, a lot of people is going the natural way, which also helps with soothing skin, like your coconut oil, your baobab. Oh, yes. yes. Um, that's nice. You can even remove your eye makeup with coconut oil and a a cotton pad it really works and it's soothing but which which area yeah. of your face is the most delicate 
Um, I'd say your eyes is most delicate. The whole face as an organ on its own is very a uh, delicate uh, uh, factor. But your eyes is very delicate. They'd always say avoid the eye area when you do apply your eye cream. Apply it very gently onto the contour bone of your, you know, your, your eye section. So for me, the eyes is very, very important uh, when you're focusing on skin care. Great. And mm. then l let's end off by chatting about the beauty of the scarf. Okay. <laughs> Basically, what would you like to know more about the, the scarf? Yeah, I mean, we've now got a beautiful, clean skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically. And, uh, you know, the beauty of, how, how do you see the beauty of people wearing scarves? Uh, for me, the scarf definitely, um, as a Muslim woman, is very important uh, to cover yourself. Um, when I was young, obviously, um, I was a little bit modern, but my mom would always be there and say, you know what, you need to wear your scarf. Um, sometimes it wouldn't be in the specific way that it was required to wear, but the scarf always had to be there. It was something about who you are as a Muslim girl. Growing up, um, you know, you, you obviously then become a little more, more stylish. You choose these lots of various different scarves. So you then choose your styles of your scarves. With me, I just had that in my passion. I think it was like unique for me to really like throw the scarf around. So I would do like your Iranian turbans, your Arabian turbans, your different styles. My mom also used to do scarf styling. Um, and then I probably just got it from her as well. And a lot of the things is like stuff that I just play around with. I'm very creative when it comes to a scarf. I'd say a scarf is a very fundamental beauty thing on a woman because when you have a nice scarf on, it can actually really make a difference in your look. Um, it can really bring out who you are based with your radiant skin, with your nice outfit. But the scarf sometimes really just adds that little beautiful touch. It's also part of your accessories. Yeah, right? definitely. <laughs> and it's also part of my accessories. My scarves always change. In summer, I've got the lovely brights. In winter, I've got the browns and the greys and all the, the different colors. But I still do prints as well. I love prints. So, yeah, but a scarf definitely a good thing to have. So if people are hoping to get in touch with you, they find you on Facebook, as you've said, and on um, your Instagram. Yes. Can they contact you as well? Uh, yeah, I'm also on my phone numbers available on WhatsApp as well. Mm -hmm. So um, my number is 074-276-3126. So a lot of people um, kind of contact me on WhatsApp because it's most affordable and convenient. Yeah. So you prefer WhatsApp, don't ring. Uh, yeah, they do call me. I've got my <laughs> clients that call, but majority, trust me, do WhatsApp. Um, but a lot of them will see it on my blog or my profile. Right. Or they'll see my advertisements and my marketing things, um, and then they'll contact me. Yeah. Wonderful. But, well, yeah. I've enjoyed the the afternoon here with you, Zaida, mm -hmm. and um, I wish you and your business, um, I hope that you, you both prosper, inshallah. Shukran so much. I've enjoyed it myself. Shukran to you, Roshan, for having me Up here. One. <laughs> um, yeah, and I hope to grow my business and empower more women as I meet along the way as well. Inshallah. And that's it for today's show. I leave you to ponder on these few questions. What's your perception of beauty? Is it all based on external features? How does Islam view human beauty? Is physical beauty always looked upon as a physical trait? Post your response on our Facebook page if you'd like on Cover Mode. Um, from me, Rashan Isaacs, I wish you a fabulous week ahead. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode.